Hey, Miles, what's going on with you? I'm good, Lise. How you doing? I'm doing great. Oh, man. So we had a week off last week. Um, I just want to say a big shout out to my wife for, for stepping in for us. Our schedules were so busy and we couldn't get on the phone. Um, this week, though, so much has transpired um, with Trump and the Kanye situation that I felt it was a little bit necessary <laughs> for us to talk about mental health. Um, <laughs> what do you Ab- think? No, absolutely. I think it brings up a lot of great questions and it brings up a really interesting topic about how we as not even just Americans, but specifically in the African-American community relate to people who have mental illness and how people perceive it. I think it also brings up a question of uh, how people who have a difference, also the aspect of having a difference of opinion in your community and what that means and what that looks like. So I think it brings up two elements. Yeah. Um, I think the first thing that troubled me about the Kanye events were just like Roland Martin did a piece on him where he deconstructed the uh, the Oval Office mm-hmm. visit. And when you have somebody who's speaking with facts versus somebody who's speaking from the quote unquote heart, it it really to me showed a it, it was just like wow, I don't understand who Kanye could have around him that would let him go into a pl- a place that powerful and just talk and ramble and not have clear thoughts. You know, it's like obviously if he's in his right mind, I don't think he does that. True. I mean, true. But however, if you look at Kanye West over the, because I know a lot of people say, well, his mom died and this is kind of what happened, which in some cases is true, but this, his behavior is not abnormal to Kanye. It's just abnormal that he kind of went outside of what the status norms of what he should say are because Kanye has always had outbursts. He's always done and had this very grandiose type of perception of himself. He's always done and said things in the past that have been like, really? Like, you know, with the whole Taylor Swift situation, um, with him, with George Bush not liking black people, whether you agree or disagree, it was just a kind of an odd, weird place to be, you know, Mike Myers standing there on television, like, oh my God, what do I do now? that he said this. <laughs> so I think it's not abnormal in the fact that people are acting like Kanye West didn't show these signs always is concerning to me. Um, he's always had some of this. Now it may have gotten better. I mean, not better, but worse since his mother has passed because that's just how mental illness works. So usually there's something that happens that kind of triggers um, the symptoms to get worse. It, it doesn't mean that it just all of, all of a sudden came to be, which can happen sometimes, but most often there's a trigger. You know? Some type of trauma. Right. That, yeah. yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing that us in the Black community have to realize is that narcissism seems to be 
so prevalent in a lot of the brothers that our community looks up to, especially kids that are like entrenched in the hip hop world. A lot of the narcissism we see, I believe, comes from mental illness. You know, um, they've been hurt in the past. They self-medicate a lot of these brothers. Um, They don't know how to really verbalize their trauma. They find different ways to try to get it out. And a lot of them are unhealthy, you know. Um, and And I just feel like that harkens back to the mental illness of where Kanye West finds himself. And then it also puts another point on who are you surrounding yourself with? Should he be committed? Because obviously he's not getting the help with the people he's around. Like at what point does the, does somebody else like an outside entity have to step in? You know, that's, that's very true. Um, I think it'll be hard for the people around him uh, because having dealt with mental illness in my family and in my circle and having people in my family who have not been formally diagnosed but I'm pretty sure and I know we all got somebody like you know what I, I'm not, I think <laughs> but on in all seriousness like I have people in my family who have been diagnosed with bipolar I have people in my family who have not been formally diagnosed with something and you can tell like so and it's hard to get them you know if you have someone who is in your inner circle it's hard to get them to do something when they don't want to do it and if they're not a direct threat to themselves or others it's not a whole lot you can do so you can't like go and say hey I want to commit them into the hospital because then the hospital's like are they threatening themselves are they threatening other people do they have access to a weapon like and if the answer is no it's like it's not a whole lot you can do I think the biggest thing in Kanye's situation is that he's around people who are trying to be self-fulfilling in as far as profit because you know I'm not saying that they're bad people or whatever but the Kardashians kind of have a reputation that they like attention and money Mm -hmm. and I think the biggest issue for him is just getting him away from social media and getting him away from the cameras so I think right now that is what really will help Kanye because they can't commit him but you can get him out of causing further harm to his career and you know offending people especially when he doesn't understand really what he's saying because I don't remember who it was but it was an interview that was done and they said that I think it might have been the one with Charlemagne um and he didn't read any of the policies of Trump he doesn't know any of the things (laughs) that he's doing he doesn't even understand how politics really works and so when you have somebody like that who is out there and has that type of platform it's a dangerous platform because i've seen people who kind of like well kanye you know especially young people because unfortunately young people don't do a lot. they're not reading the policies right, either right and, and it's i think it was on the joe claire morning show today shout out to joe claire um i was listening to it <laughs> and he said that only 19 percent of people under the age of 45 could, you know, actually become U.S. citizens. We we mostly fail that test. 
And it's interesting to me that we don't understand civics, but yet we jump behind these politicians or these, you know, uh, actors or actresses because we like how or what they're saying without any basis or fact. That's probably how Trump got elected, you know, because he he just went off of feeling and people, you know, they kind of they people like to feel Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of one of the things in the little Kanye rant, because it's all all it was was a rant, you know. And one of the things that I that I took from it was that he had one or two good points that were lost in the sauce because everything else was so ridiculous. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, you could have a couple great ideas. But if they're surrounded and drenched in just misinformation, it it really does like it's like it's it's like the main reason why you don't let a mentally unstable person teach kids, you know. And like I hate to say it, America is just a big high school, and Kanye West is one of the most popular students in class, <laughs> and there's a bunch of folks that just want to champion whatever that man does. That's true. You know, and they'll say, oh, he's he's not scared of the establishment. He doesn't, He he's speaking from his soul. Like, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but when you're helping break down and destroy the black community, at what point does the black community say, hey, he doesn't speak for all of us. Let's pull the plug. That's true. You that's know? true, and, and I wish that we had more African-Americans and more people of color, not even just African-Americans running for public office, because I'm really tired, although we are the minority in this country, I may not seem it seem like it because most of us live on coastal you know, states, and so you see a lot of us, but really when you get to middle America, there are very few African-Americans, people of color. And so I really wish there were more that ran in pub- for public office or we had more African-American and people of color who were in the public spectrum because we wouldn't have these delegates of the African-American community. You are now the face of the African-American community, whether we follow them or believe them or not, or if they were their true representation, it's just because they will pick one or two African-American people and it's like, oh, you speak for all black people, which I, I really would love for that to end because it's just not <laughs> true. But I say this with Kanye West, his rant. So he had, like you said, he had a, a couple of uh, good points. To me, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into that. I don't think that he had a couple of really good points. And here's why. It's not just because of the rambling. He doesn't understand it. So he kind of takes bits and because you can't have valid points and not understand what it means. It's kind of like, you know, a kid coming up to you, if you know, if you have children saying, well, I want to have cookies for dinner and for lunch and for breakfast. In retrospect, cookies are good. They're absolutely amazing. But if you don't understand why you can't eat the cookies, well, why you can't do this or why you can't change this, it's not really a good fact. You have to understand the basis of it. And I think that's the problem with him and the, his mirrored image, which was Donald Trump, that they don't understand the basics. Yeah, I mean, because one of the things that I, well, 
I'm going to be a little specific on which idea I think he said that was good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) one One of the ideas when he was saying, you know, kids, some kids learn different. So you need to let them play basketball and associate it with math for it to stick. And, you know, and we need, you know, Montessori type, uh, you know, schools and stuff and like programs where it's more hands on and it's cultural. But I think, like you said, he doesn't really fully understand the ram- the ramifications of the man he's standing in front of is partly to blame for a- why a lot of funding were- was cut in specifically Chicago, yeah. you know, and, and it's just like you're standing and sitting in front of a person who is against most of the policies that you're bringing up, but somehow you love this man and you, you, you adore him. And he's a a champion of industry when, you know, it's in, in, in my, just from the outside looking in, I'm not saying Trump is the worst person on earth, but I'm not saying he's the best person on earth for minorities. I'm definitely not saying that. Right. And you have you know. the, the right, you know, definitely to agree with that. And I'm, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, I feel like Kanye, and this is what I mean by he doesn't understand the basis. Exactly what you said. So that makes sense that you have to, so if a kid, you know, is having problems in math, but they they really like basketball, there are ways to mesh that together. However, in the basis of it, he doesn't really understand how you do that. And when you take and do more of them, you know, those private types of schools, mm-hmm. it pulls funding from the public school spectrum. And most people cannot afford to send those their kids to those types of schools. So one of the things that Republicans do, even in our great state of Maryland, um, Governor Hogan, he wants to take money from the public schools and put them in private schools not necessarily saying that there's anything wrong with private schools i wish i could afford to send my children to private schools but it defunds public schools and then the public have less money so when you say stuff like that you have to understand what it really means and then to sit in front of someone like trump donald trump who you know these big tax breaks for the wealthy it is going you you have to take the money comes from somewhere Right. So you have to start looking where are they pulling these funds from, usually in places like education. And that's why Betsy DeVos, you know, Lord God help us, is the head of education <laughs> with absolutely no, I don't even know why she sits in that position. I, I still don't understand that. But it comes from education, it comes from healthcare. So they start to really hurt the people that he's saying that Donald Trump helps. And Kanye West likes Donald Trump because Donald Trump reminds him of himself that he was told that he couldn't (laughs) do something and he did it. Like he doesn't understand anything of the ramifications of what a person that has narcissism that sits in a position of power means. He just knows that he reminds him of himself. And over the weekend he went on another rant Kanye West did about how he's this this amazing the mind control yeah rant, that mind yeah. control oh my and goodness. he's yeah. has bipolar <laughs> and we know he suffers because clearly he's going through a state of mania right now yeah he's manic he's definitely manic right now <laughs> so it's it's an interesting 
um, that he still has access to his phone, given the fact that he's going through a and see that and and see that's where I say where does the family step in on mental health? At what point should we say you know what you know he's a married man, Kim come step in and grab the phone from this man until you know he's taking his medicine or that he's in a good state of mind. Like we can't just keep giving this much power to folks with such influence and then expect no backlash to happen in our community. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, like you said, we already don't have that many uh, influential black folks that, you know, that the, that the young people care about. And then the one that we do have, his wife doesn't have enough sense to take the phone from him. You know? <laughs> that and she's too busy taking, you know, half naked selfies. So, I mean, I, if I had a body like hers, I probably would do the same thing. But so I'm not going to knock her. But at the same time, you have to understand that Kim can only do but so much. Probably dealing with someone like Kanye is probably quite difficult for her. And I would only imagine that she doesn't really maybe know what to do um but i feel like her biggest issue or the biggest flaw of hers as a wife is that when she is asked about his behavior she condones it that in and of itself is a problem so okay maybe you can't take his phone because you know kanye is kanye (laughs) yeah like i'm not gonna let you do that who what, what say what now but when somebody says, how do you, what, what are your thoughts on what he said about slavery? And you say, well, oh, he just, it, it came out wrong. No, say, I don't agree with that. That's wrong. You know, Kanye has his own thought process of what, you know, he, he may think. And I don't know what that is. But when your husband comes out and does something wrong, and he's clearly going through a manic state, you have to step up and say, this is not right. I'm trying to work with him. He's going through some things right now. You don't have to go into further detail, but you cannot condone the behavior. Because, and I, and I 100% agree, and it goes back to the mental health issue. How many of us have grown up in families where we got an uncle or an aunt who's bipolar, who snaps on their kids, and the husband or wife is just like, you know what? I fight with this person all the time. I'm going to just let them get their rocks off on the kids. Is that good for the kids at the end of the day, you know, to just let this person, when they feel invincible and they're manic and they're high, like they have that dopamine rush and they're going forward, you know, and they're saying things that are going to destroy their perception to their Mm -hmm. children. And, And it's like, when the kids come and come talk to mommy because daddy then went crazy and then she goes, oh, well, you know, your father, you know, he just didn't take his medication, baby. And it's the, like, at what point do we do we say, mama, get the kid out the house when this man is off the chain? I agree, no, <laughs> I, I agree with that. And he does have three children. So it it's a lot to be said. And then also the concern is bipolar, it can be genetic. And so if you don't address his behavior, it's possible that one of your three children could also be bipolar. So you don't want to just allow the behavior to go on, even though he said he's not bipolar, he was misdiagnosed, he's just sleep deprived. So 
sleep, and I don't believe that. <laughs> so, like, taking a nap before you made the mind control rant, I'm just saying, if that's the, just so happens to be the case. But anywho, you're right. I think in the African-American community, the biggest issue that we have, it goes back to the beginning of time, really, you know, from when our ancestors were brought here. I think mental illness has always plagued the African-American community because of what we went through. When you take people and you put them in bondage and you tell them that you're less than, you have people that don't speak the same language, they don't know where they are, and you put them in a situation where they can't get out of it, it is going to create though that manic state. It's going to create the, the anxiety and the depression and it's going go mm-hmm. down in generations and that anger because you're not going to know how to address it. And I think from slavery to the Jim Crow era up until, you know, the civil rights era up until now, even though we still have this big wealth gap in, in our country, although it's like, well, pull yourself up by the bootstraps and you'll be fine. But it, <laughs> it, as, hold on, as you're being systematically right. <laughs> <laughs> there's things in place so it does cause african-american people to be very angry because you're in a situation that you can't get out of and you you're not told and in our and i think this probably also stems from slavery we were told as kids you were to be seen i don't know about you but you know kids are seen not heard you don't talk back to me right and so as african-american kids we don't get to express ourselves well i don't mean i speak for everybody but in my experience, and a lot of people that I know, you don't get a chance to express yourself. Yeah, I mean, and and the thing is, I I come from a family who is over expressive because of our pain, okay, you know, and and I've seen the backlash of that as well. And I think whether it's an over communication or under communication, the problem continually stems to communication. And when you're mentally ill and you're under all of these stresses that can be put on you by your government, um, by being uh, systematically put in areas where they're underfunded, where the education isn't great, it is a breeding ground for mental Mm -hmm. illness. And when people aren't getting therapy, they're just getting drugs thrown Mm -hmm. at them. They're getting uh, money thrown at them. How, How many times do we have to see that an influx of cash normally doesn't help someone. It hurts mm-hmm. them worse. You know, when you teach somebody how to be on uh, welfare to take to, to take care of themselves, that's what they'll 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 try to learn the system and get away and, and do what they can do. But it's because there's no therapy. There's nobody sitting down and taking the time to talk to this person, telling them that the pain that they're feeling is real, but it needs to be. Uh, released from their body in a in a in a lot less dangerous uh way you know like there there are other ways where you can let your emotions come out without it being so high on either end of the spectrum either you're depressed and sad all day or you're manic and you want to blow all of this money and you want to do all of these things to make yourself feel better but the real problem the true problem is that mentally you do not feel like you are worth anything, you know, and a lot of mental illness stems from the fact that people feel worthless and that they don't have enough education and they're not in the places to understand that they can 
pull themselves up if only they knew that there was something that they could pull on. (laughs) That's true. And you bring up a good point. Like if you go in any inner city, you see more liquor stores than anything else. Like we literally have food deserts, but you have 10 liquor stores in a two mile radius. And it, it, it is because the depression is real. The anxiety is real. How do you self-medicate when you don't have good health care? That's for another day. Um, you go to <laughs> the liquor store. You buy drugs. And it's easy to get people who feel that way to take those drugs that, therefore, you said can keep those people down and keep them kind of where you want them, under your thumb. And so that's that's kind of how drug dealers work. They get you hooked, they have you, and now you're under their control, pretty much. And so that, yeah, the, the the first hit is free. yeah. <laughs> and so you see, that's why you see that, and it's so rampant in in our community. And then also with men and masculinity, which is probably also a topic for a different day, and the introduction of these now different sets of masculinity so you see you know more fluidity in in our young men nowadays whether you like it or you don't it does add an element of of change because growing up in my era and I'm a little older than you it was boys don't cry boys don't show emotion and that also leads to a lot of that depression and anxiety because if you are sad you should be able to express that sadness as opposed to bottle bottle it up and it's like well you know am I less masculine because I am hurt you know if a little boy falls down it that hurts like why why tell him not to express that hurt right and that's that's absolutely insane to me and so we have to do better we have to do better as as a community and know that it's okay to be expressive. It's okay to show your feeling and emotion because I think when you show feeling and emotion in our community, it's a sign of weakness. And so we tend to not want to show that weakness. So like, even if you, I'm a big, I love stand-up comedians. I love stand-up comedy. And one of the things you hear all the time is how in Black women, we are strong and we Black girls rock. But one of the things that you hear is, they're really tough black women. They're really tough and they don't, you know, show um, any emotion except for anger. Mm. And that doesn't make you strong. It shows that you're hurt. And so you see that even, you know, in the perpetuation of black women, you're either sassy or you're angry. <laughs> That's really what we get in, in society. You're, you're, yeah. sassy, you're angry. And so either one of those things is not necessarily good. And it shows that you're still holding an emotion if you feel that way. And so we need to be able to know that in emotion doesn't come weakness. You can show other emotions besides anger. Yeah. And, and the thing is, I think that telling a person that, you know, they're strong and they're this when maybe they might be weak, you know, like when, like, is it okay to tell a black woman that, wow, I can see the pain on your face. You, you have been strong to have been suffering with this for so long, but at what point do you have the license to allow yourself to get some help? Yeah. 
Because then it's like, oh, well, I'm not strong because I went to therapy. Right. No, you, you, you're actually more strong because <laughs> you were able to bypass what, what society had to say about you in your own community and get some help and break a generational curse so that your daughter that's being raised under your tutelage does not grow up thinking that black girls rock because they're sassy. Black girls rock because they don't take no stuff. Black girls rock because they not letting they man get away with this and get away with that when really that's just a ploy to destroy the black family and make it to where black men aren't going to want the black woman, you know, and we don't want that. Right. And, and like I said, you shouldn't put up with anything that's not, if somebody's not being right to you, because that's another, I think, topic for a different day. What does it mean to be down? Like, I've seen you, she's a down chick, but I saw a guy, he did like this whole poem or, and, and it was really cool or interesting. When is it not cool to be down to a, <laughs> just with everything that your man that doesn't necessarily make you a great woman to put up with someone who's going to treat you badly? But that's like, it's a different topic for a different day. But yes, we need more people to be able to go out and get the help that they need. And I highly recommend and this is why I love shows like in insecure that shows that it's okay to go talk to a therapist it's that's perfectly fine just to talk to somebody who's coming from a place that is not going to judge you you are free to talk about all the things that you need and want to talk about and if you don't want to take that step just yet to talk to a therapist you sometimes it's good to just talk to a friend and so just getting this stuff off your chest but slowly but surely I hope more people in our community go seek professional help and actually sit down and talk to somebody because you start to learn things about yourself that you didn't know most definitely. I do want to go back and hearken on, and this will be the last point, I guess. Um, okay. When we talk about have, sitting down and have a conversation with friends, sometimes the friend that you're talking to is actually encouraging the mental illness, you mm-hmm. know, um, because a lot of our friends in the Black community are suffering. We're all suffering a lot of times from the same mess. And we all medicate the same way. You know, if you know a group of weed heads, they all want to smoke together. You know, right. that's, that's what they do. If you know a, a, a bunch of women who wind down with their drinks, that's, you know, they have their little wine and they sit down. But at the same time, if you're, if you're getting your information from someone who hasn't been trained to, to diagnose you and kind of help you figure out about yourself, you could still be doing yourself a disservice even if you do have someone to talk to if that person is not the right person to talk to, you know? That's very true. So on that note, definitely feel free. If you're feeling sad or down, go talk to somebody. Go, you know, find out who's the best person to talk to. Even in a lot of communities, you can go to a local library and they have social workers that are there for free. So just go seek the help if you need it. But this has been Business Casual with Miles and Lise. So please go now to the water cooler. Become, go in the break room and talk about what we just talked about. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go. But we'll be back again next Thursday with another great topic. Have a fantastic day. All right. See you guys. Peace. Peace. 
Hey guys, I want to send a big shout out to Jennifer Linetti from New York for calling in last week. We had a great time talking. We want to hear from all of our listeners and supporters, so hit us up with any suggestions or topics you want to hear covered. The link is going to be in the description to the email. Have a great week. Peace.